we can try to encompass your entire software ecosystem in a single sort of image. Mm -hmm. um, this is actually using OS virtualization. So you can think of it at first like virtual machines, but it's actually uh, a different level of virtualization, more more CH-root on steroids, if you will. Okay. And essentially it allows you to encompass your entire environment in a uh, simple and potentially or hopefully reproducible way. So not only do I have my container image that has the in my application and my entire software stack with it, um, I also have a manifest for how I got there. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important notion for, for many people. From the U.S. Department of Energy's Exascale Computing Project, this is Let's Talk Exascale. Hello from SC19 in Denver. In this episode, we're pleased to have Andrew Young of Sandia National Laboratories. Hi, Andrew. Hi, how you doing? Great. It's wonderful to have you here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we want to begin by having you tell us what you're doing with uh, containers, what your involvement is with the project, and what your interests are. Sure, yeah. As sort of ECP has started to evolve, I think... Uh, Completely separately, there's been this uh, issue or interest with containers uh -huh. and sort of how that fits into the wider scheme of exascale computing and, and HPC. Right. So it's a relatively new project within uh, ECP, started mm, six, nine months ago or so. Okay. Uh, really to try to uh, deliver on this notion that we can provide containers and we can do it at full exascale mm -hmm. uh, for our first exascale machines. So okay. Um, that's essentially the grand vision for the project is trying to deliver on that. Okay. Well, tell us, I, I don't fully understand what containers are all about. Containers are this uh, rather new uh, paradigm within system software whereby we can try to encompass your entire software ecosystem in a single sort of image. Um, mm -hmm. This is actually using OS virtualization. So you can think of it at first like virtual machines, but it's actually... Uh, a different level of virtualization, more more CH-root on steroids, if you will. Okay. And essentially, it allows you to encompass your entire environment in a uh, simple and potentially or hopefully reproducible way. So not only do I have my container image that has the in my application and my entire software stack with it, um, I also have a manifest for how I got there. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important notion for, for many people. Okay, so. yeah. Sounds very, very helpful. Where does this fit into ECP overall? How are you relating to the rest of this enormous project. Fair enough, yes, it is rather big. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is actually a new activity within the packaging technologies portion of, so of software, uh, ST, software technologies. Right. So it, it's still relatively small in the grand scheme of ECP, but um, we're actually sort of in a unique position because uh, really what we need to do is not only deliver first on the R&D for providing these container runtimes, but also work with our ST and application development teams work with the developers who are going to actually build and deploy these large exascale applications and help them leverage this container technology. Do you think ECP, the, the framework it's provided, has helped you with respect to collaboration, getting the right people together? Absolutely, right? I mean, I can go off and hide in Sandia Labs and, <laughs> and, and continue to work on what I think is important and what I have to deliver on for my particular you know, mission objectives. Mm -hmm. uh, ECP is much wider than that, right? This is DOE-wide, I have collaborators and I'm able to leverage not only some of the great work that's being done, say, at Berkeley Lab, but also be able to provide that in a, in a centralized way to uh, application developers across the entire DOE, from Brookhaven to Argonne to, to any, any of the major labs. So. Okay, Andrew, what sorts of challenges are you facing in this, in this job you're, you're doing here? Oh, there's plenty. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. So I could try and focus first on some of the technical challenges. Um, you know, a lot of it is sort of, uh, you know, fighting perception and, and, right. and education. So yeah. one of the major things that we're trying to do 
in this containers project is first provide training and outreach services uh, to these various teams uh-huh. and, and also work with the facilities as well, sort of on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So, so it is getting our users familiar with and, and being able to leverage some of the uh, modern tools with containers, working in sort of a DevOps model, uh, which is a little bit different than how we've built HPC applications historically. Uh-huh. Um, while at the same time, also working with our facilities, uh, you know, the, the, the places where we're actually going to put these these very large exascale machines right. and getting them um, the support that they need to provide these container runtimes to do it in a secure and, and functional way. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, in the amount of time you've been going, what are you most proud of in terms of what you've accomplished in this, uh, what'd you say, six to nine months or so? That's a good question. Well, yeah. we actually have a set of container images that you can go and use today and deploy on, on a number of systems. Um in fact, there is at least one container runtime available today on the vast majority of the pre-exascale machines, with like one or two exceptions. So the good news is we already have this technology available today in some capacity. Mm-hmm. We're improving the scalability, and I think that's one of the things that we're, we're actually really proud of. How I'm surprised by how quickly we're able to demonstrate that containers don't add fundamental overhead or performance impact. I can run my HPC application that includes millions and millions of lines of code, right? Uh, when you include all the third-party libraries in the application itself. And I can run that across thousands of nodes at the exact same scale of deploying it natively. Hmm. Um, so so that's, been, that's been a really, you know, uh, quick effort. And I think we're going to expand on it. But so far, you know, that, that's a good sign for delivering on Exascale. Okay. We often talk about the legacy of this project it's obviously going to affect a, a lot of people going forward. In that's the, the hope. In the, yeah, that's the hope in the computing world. So what would you say about that with respect to your project? You know, what we're really trying to do is focus on open standards and interoperability. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of a key component of, of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We can develop one-off solutions that to, to really, um, you know, deliver on what we need to here and now and today. We're able to do far more than that. Right. And, and that's really sort of a core component of this Super Containers project mm-hmm. is to try to build tools that we can that, that will outlast ECP mm-hmm. by by design. Not that you know that fundamentally needs to happen for uh, making Exascale today, but this is meant to have a, a much larger impact potentially on on computing as a whole and how we deliver on and provide software ecosystems for our HPC resources. Okay, how would you summarize what you're doing now and and what you're going to be into in the near future? So I, I mentioned earlier we're um, we, we've been able to show some really uh, impressive numbers in, in terms of performance for these and, and scalability uh, for these container runtimes. Uh, we've got some first images with the E4S extreme scale uh, scientific software stack, and that's really useful. Uh, I think in the near term we're going to be optimizing these images, uh, so in, in making sure that those optimizations reach uh, sort of our, our consumers of these container technologies, that, that is the application teams. Uh, quickly and, and immediately, and that they don't have to fine-tune it for exactly their needs. They can sort of take this sort of cookie-cutter recipe or set of recipes and be able to quickly extend it to their needs without having to sacrifice performance. There's this continual balance between portability and performance, and, and we're going to try to do what we can to, to find that right sort of in-between spot so they don't have to spend forever trying to go one way or the other. Well, thank you, Andrew, for being on the program. Andrew Young of Sandia National Laboratories on Let's Talk Exascale.